This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome back to the Kaleidosphere, a Dungeons and Dragons play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Nathan. Joining me tonight are Grant, Zachariah Harros. The true treasure is the friends we make along the way, because we're not getting paid otherwise. <laughs> um, Cody. Master of Meditation, Jack Rackman. Pippin. Moriarty. I told you, Jack, efficient's a very important part of this job. <laughs> uh, Jonathan. Mitska. Oh, man, I don't have one. And Alex. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't mine. Wait, you what? No. Skipped. <laughs> Wow. Denied. Okay, Jonathan. Mitska, uh, who's a backseat mother. <laughs> and Alex. Clacker Volkson, donating to the needy. Nice. Join us on episode 19 of our first campaign, To Whom the Sea Belongs. Um, last week, you did the worst pirating possible. <laughs> while while the rest just to recap while the rest of um elizabeth chance's crew on the black sparrow while they were going about like looting everyone taking all their money taking all their valuables um roughing them up but not like uh, you know they weren't butchering anyone they were just like enjoying basically acting like schoolyard bullies pushing people around taking all their other stuff zachariah instructed some of the passengers on how to better hide their money jack found several sacks of gold and left them hidden instead of taking them. Moriarty stole food from uh, the galley and then tried to put some of his own ship's food back into that galley. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I also... I don't want to hear all this together! (laughs) (laughs) The barrels of pumpkins are floating in the ocean. They can get the food. Right. Elizabeth Chance did deny the food swap, but that was the purpose, or that was the intent. Mitska... Mm -hmm offered emotional, like, uh, trauma therapy to those that were looted. <laughs> and Clacker gave money back to the people you had just looted. <laughs> After all of that, you continued sailing for a little bit. You agreed not to stop off at a mysterious island that might or might not have had treasure on it, but you could just continue sailing. <laughs> Jack was visited in a dream once more by the storm god that he had been visited uh, once in the past. And after speaking with Zachariah the next morning, learned that this is Yold, the storm father, the spiritual king of the gods in the Gamalism, uh, the religion of Gamalism, which is practiced primarily in the north and in the west. And uh, that's pretty much where we left off. Clacker still has the vitriol floaters in his eyes. You've got something like so 15, pretty. Yeah, something of like 15 days of sailing before you reach the continental land. So. Yeah, you can continue to discuss. I know uh, there was kind of a conversation at the end of last episode about different spells that you might be able to use um, to get to Westanica faster or to get back to Penderhow or just to learn more about Yold. So you can continue those at this point or we can just kind of montage a couple days. I do. Yeah, I do think at the end of the next day, I would be interested in Mitska perhaps reaching out to their deity and asking if, because I okay. So the can you link me that spell, Mitska? Um, yes. One moment. Should be Augury. In pirate terms, I'm looking into his spellbook. <laughs> Wait, clerics don't have spellbooks. 
<laughs> Pirates don't have spellbooks, and Mitsuka is not a uh, not a wizard. No, you did not level up. Zach Zachariah was trying to, uh, trying to pull a fast one on me. You're level five. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, he means you're level five. I'm level six. That's just too bad, Zachariah. I too am also level six. Only in your dreams. When you're visited by Yold, you're level six for the duration of the dream, and then you're level five again. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so that is Augury, I believe. Grant, if that's what you were looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... So, essentially, that we can't overuse this. Gods don't like to be bothered. So, with Mitsuka's help, you can essentially reach out to his deity and ask a question. Now, there's many questions <laughs> that we might want to ask, but I'm curious if perhaps we could simply ask, for Jack's sake, if he continues along this path of accepting these boons, if that is good. Yes, that seems like a wise course of action to me. Because we don't know that this god is who they represent themselves as, would be my my concern. Hmm. Yes, there are a lot of deceitful entities out there, and uh, no offense, Jack, but you don't seem perhaps the most uh, discerning fellow. Hmm. And then perhaps later tonight, Jack, after we've had our day, I can work with you on some ways to open up the human mind. Not magical, but more therapeutic. Don't trust it for physically opening up the mind. He might put a hole in your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hear you out at least. All right, so do we want to do uh, Augury first? Yeah, Zachary would show a ton of interest in Mitsuka, like kind of preparing this ritual and casting it, and I would watch mm. very closely and like take notes. And Yeah, I think she would be like laying out you know, like the cards and everything. I think she would take cards from Elizabeth. I think she would be like, you know, she would ask like she had any nice playing cards squared away anywhere. And then she would like lay them out and kind of do like a tarot reading almost. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I'm looking through the description. You receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan on taking within the next 30 minutes. Oh, no, I don't know. I think... I don't know what you're talking about. It says 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can... We can play this. You could say, Jack is opening himself... Is going to open himself up to more boons from Yold. Oh, yeah. Right, you can try to play this in different ways. Otherwise, I will... Th this is not something I will typically do. It's kind of a one-and-done thing for this voyage. I will let you make an Arcana check, Mitska. Advantage, because Zachariah is helping you. On a okay. DC of 20 or higher, I will extend it to one week instead of the normal 30 day, or thirty minutes. Again, not something you'll normally get to do. Just this one time. Wait, a DC of 20 or higher? Yeah. Arcana huh. check with advantage. Okay, well, nothing to do but try it. All right, we got a 12. <laughs> got a 12, so just the normal uh, mechanics. It's a very limiting spell. I thought you were more powerful, Mitsuka. And I thought you were wiser than to trash talk me. Well, I'm not trash talking you. It's just merely an observation. Well, if you were so if you if you were so powerful, then why can't you do this spell yourself? I don't really fuck with gods. <laughs> <laughs> More <laughs> attuned to the arcane. But you're I mean, that's the point of practicing clerical arts, is it not? To be able to commune with your god? It's also for uh, punishing people who do the wrong thing or perhaps don't know when to shut up. 
<laughs> oh, damn. I can't wait till Hudson's back. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. None taken. I can't wait for him to be in my place as well. I, I don't think that this is actually going to help us because if it needs to be specific and we're going to say, well, if I were to do something, that just seems like we're fucking with things that are bigger than us and trying to trick them. And I don't know, maybe not a good thing to do. Yeah, the whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing seems to come into effect here. It's a good spell. I mean, if we were in a different context, if we were like, like right before we were to board that ship, be like, is this going to go badly? We That would have been great. This, not so much. Well, perhaps I'll keep it in my back pocket for that in the future. You have pockets? I, I look at Clacker. Do you have pockets? <laughs> oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. And I discover that my coat has pockets. Don't you just have like a hole? <laughs> a hole for <laughs> keeping things in the back of your head? <laughs> my blowhole? No, it has my horn. <laughs> It's not like a bottomless bag. I don't stick things into my blowhole for storage. You had me fool. Did you wear the horn onto the onto the boat, like when we were raiding? I haven't taken it out. It's, so it's you were like you disguised yourself with you know, this giant horn sticking out of your blowhole. Yeah, I wrapped the rag around it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not massive, right? Like you got a lot of it ground down, so it's like just a couple inches. Yeah, it's not like a super big horn, but I mean, the size doesn't mm. matter. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Right. That's how you use it. That's what they all say. Size doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 well, hey, um, maybe maybe tonight when... What's the moon going to be like tonight, Nathan? That's a random question. That's a good question. Let's see. Maybe you can ask your god that. <laughs> it is currently the 21st of Steam Spring. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. The moon is, um, we haven't determined this before. We're going to say <laughs> the moon is uh, waxing. It's roughly at a half moon right now. Waxing half moon. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess we can just kind of skip ahead unless anything's like half. I don't know what the 69 was. I mean, I know what 69 is. I don't know what your rolling of 69 was. But... Yeah, a mysterious dungeon master rolling a D100. That's all. Yep. Nice. Tonight, I would like to have some time with Jack. Yeah. When the moon hits Jack's eyes. I don't have the... I'll, I'll write the rest of that later. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Over the course of the day, I mean, there's the general kind of raucous, raucousness of the um, the Black Sparrow. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth leads some sea shanties. Some of the others break out over the course of the days. Or over the course of the afternoon, rather. And uh, um, the... Uh, uh, the weather has taken a turn for the less helpful. It's not stormy by any means, uh, luckily enough, but the wind is not blowing as like consistently as um, you would like. So the uh, you know they they make do, but you're not making as good of time as you would hope. But night comes, the wind begins to pick up again, and uh, you can speak with Jack at this point, and then we'll I'll probably montage a couple days here. You're just kind of on the open ocean. Okay, well, Jack. Um, I'm gonna need you to come up to the front of the boat here, um, away, where it's quiet. Alright. Alright, now I want you to sit, and we, like, find a place that's high enough to where he can kind of sit and without, have an un unobstructed view of the ocean, and then I kind of want to talk him through, as best of my ability, 
um, like how to like focus on like the left to the right to the left to the right, like the just the the motion of the waves, unobstructed by the ships, no sounds, kind of trying to talk him through it. Uh, and if I can get him into a more like relaxed state, I would like to ask him about the conditions under which his ship was destroyed and see if we can recall any new memories of it. All right. Um, Jack, you can kind of respond to, I, you know, you can roleplay that as, as you would. Is there any new information per se? I'll just, I, I want to point out that, um, Zachariah, uh, when you, when you said like, focus on the left, right, left, right, I thought you were about to have him do the Atari code. It's going to get really happy. <laughs> up, down, up, down, left, right. <laughs> I would, like, lightly tap his shoulders, too, to assist. Right. So, uh, I mean, Cody, is there... Are there gaps in your backstory that you want me to fill in? Or do you kind of have it all? I mean, that's what happened. I I woke up. There was a big swirling vortex. Everything got sucked in. You didn't pray out to the gods? You didn't offer up your life for service to anything? You didn't... Nothing? No. It does seem strange to be intervened with in this manner. No. Oh, I I just... It just happened. I mean, I screamed, Ah, what the hell is that? As it chewed up the ship and everyone jumped off deck. Right. And got zapped and fried. Jack, I believe uh, that you are aware... Well, okay, here's the thing. Actually, if, if you weren't aware of this at this point, then the meditation actually kind of helps you focus and think about it from a different angle. So when the vortex appeared, obviously you were in the Devil's Triangle, which is kind of a hazardous area of Mm -hmm. maritime navigation. But when you went through the vortex and your ship kind of broke apart and your crew uh, was lost, you clung to Driftwood for a while. That's eventually how you washed up on the shores of Benjerhau. Yeah. But for a couple days before you... um, made shore and found uh, food and water. You were on an ocean that was unfamiliar to you. New constellations. Constellations that um, are unlike anything that are appropriate for that like region of the world. Constellations that you recognized briefly when you saw the parchment in Krasis Lair. These are constellations from other planes of existence. And so for at least a couple days, you were not on the material plane of Nerohan, but you were drifting in um, the plane of water and possibly briefly the astral sea as well. I'm not quite sure. Mmm. Plane hopping. Fascinating. I've only heard very distant stories of power of that magnitude. I wonder if you're some sort of tether or beacon or something is... I don't know. It's, it's all speculation. Yeah, I have no idea. I guess maybe that's a question for if you were visited again. Perhaps ask why. Why you, I guess. No offense. Right. I, I get it. Why, why me? All I know is that it says that it thinks I'm capable of doing it. Whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Ah, well, perhaps it is that simple that the power within you. I mean, you don't, you're not learned. No offense. <laughs> you didn't make any deals with any of these entities. You don't have a deity that I know of. I mean, I do now. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you don't 
specifically call upon them for your powers. I, I'm just saying all the magics that I am familiar with seems that this magic is inside of you. It is intrinsic to your being. It is part of who you are. Tell me about your parents. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea who my parents were. Oh, well, that's probably that. Okay. <laughs> like, literally no idea? I'm like Moriarty here. I'm a, I'm a wharf rat. Except instead of getting raised to be a cook, I got raised to be a sailor. No offense. Who raised you? I mean, what's the, what's the earliest thing you remember? Uh, I was a little boy, and I was on a dock, and I was always fighting rats for food. <laughs> and eventually these pirates came and said, ah, let's just take this one. He'll be able to do as fine as anyone else. I don't, I don't remember my parents. Well, without knowledge of your lineage and without any other, you know, magical training, I mean, we're at the proverbial dead end as far as knowledge. Right. It is possible, though, not, not to give you any burdens here. It is entirely possible that you old might know your lineage. And it's very likely that that might be important. Not to you. I'm not trying to give you anything here. I'm just saying... I know that you, you know, flesh, blood creatures, uh, mortals, with your short time, tend to value those connections. I'm, whether you do or not, that's up to you. I'm just saying it might be useful information what your lineage is. And if Yold knows that you are capable of these things, it is likely he might know something of your lineage and you might be able to get more answers from that, if it's answers to what you seek. I'm saying there's many questions to ask. I mean, I am seeking the answers. Why don't you take me with you next time you dream? Arr, I have no idea how I'd even go about doing that. I wasn't sure if it was like a something you could just take me with you. I mean, I just go to bed. That's how it happens. I could make you some notes of questions to ask if you'd like. Sure. But you know, <laughs> I well, work you've all never night. Had a dream, I give so him I like minutes. five pages of notes. <laughs> It's really hard Just, for me to explain, but when you're having a dream, you don't... Oh, let me pull out my notes. <laughs> Interesting. I write something down. Can't take notes. <laughs> I mean, why don't you just tell him to show himself? I mean, he has. He's a big moose. To us. I mean, if you're going to do something, it's going to be with us because we're best friends. So why doesn't he just come talk to all of us? I can ask him next time. Plenty of room on the boat for mooses. Meese. Moses. Moosin. Moosin. Moosai. Mm. Do you think I'm somehow related to a fish? No. I have no indication you're related to a fish. Why did you ask that? Well, I unwrap my hand and I show Zachariah. I'm like, ah. And I show him my hand is now like fully webbed and there are like weird fish, like, thin protrusions coming from, like, my elbow. I throw out my hands. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> your father was a moose and your mother was a fish. Jonas, the sailor, glances over and he says, oh, uh, don't, don't tell the, the new chef that, the one that's been training, uh, Theodore, young Theodore. I, I hear that, uh, that Moriarty fella's uh, really into cooking up all, all manner of fish, so might want to keep that wrapped up. I mean, perhaps. I mean, uh, yeah. You weren't supposed to see that. If you tell anyone, I'll gut you. I've been <laughs> drinking rum all night. I'm not quite sure what I've been. So, a thunderfish. Did somebody say something about a thunderfish? 
A thunderfish? Sounds like a song. I don't know. I, you'll, I, as soon as I can get to a library, I'll study this. I'm as interested, well, maybe not as interested as you, but uh, moose, fish. Yeah, it started uh, not long after that whole uh, harpy debacle. I woke up and it started happening. Now it's it's getting quite advanced. I, well, I mean, do, you, do you think you it's going to stop? No, <laughs> it's not going to stop. You had some magic before you crashed, just not powerful magic, right? Yeah, I could shoot firebolts. I could cast a healing word. Sure. So, I mean, I don't know. It's not... I don't... I don't know. Maybe someday I become powerful enough, a wizard, we can travel the plains together, we can go ask Yold himself. Hmm. This is, like, toward the evening, or, or well into, like, kind of the, the moon rising at this point, so... Clacker, would you like to go ahead and make another charisma save? Oh, yeah. It's a DC 18. Um, also... Uh, Misko's gonna touch him and give him guidance. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did not phrase that correctly. Mitska is going to put her hand <laughs> on his shoulder and give him guidance. <laughs> <laughs> there is touching involved? There is. It's a very, uh, platonic touching. Oh, it was charisma, right? Yes. I go north, I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> a two and a one. Uh, just a two. A two. Right. Jeez. Great. Well... You're just destined to have vitriol floaters. You can add four to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just floatier than ever. Yep. Just floating in and out of the waves. I have them too. I just. They're not rainbow. In the interest of time, there's not much else that happens on the open ocean on this particular leg of your journey. So I will allow up to 15 days to pass. Ooh. You can. Insert yourself anywhere along there, or I'll let you make more saves. The crew gets a little bit grumpy and a little bit unruly toward the end of those 15 days, just because, like, the, uh, you know, the food is running a little bit low, the, uh, mead and rum is running, uh, running even lower, so. I make a gallon a day. Oh, nice. They are in a much better mood to have you on board. I mean, a gallon doesn't go super far among 35 people, but they still appreciate the gesture. Uh, helps it last a little bit longer. Any of you who piss me off doesn't get rum for the day. I I have tea. <laughs> Everyone's on like excellent behavior <laughs> around you. So obviously, cabin boy, you get no rum. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I was really hoping I could have some rum. Moriarty's <laughs> uh, definitely going to be trying to select fish in them, especially right. if we're quote unquote running low on foods. Right. Um. Yeah. See, uh, see if you can find something cool. You can go ahead and make like a survival check with advantage for that. Alright. 21. Very nice. Um, yeah, so you can easily find like some mundane fish and uh, cook some up, no problem. You also, um, at one point, let's say after six days have passed, you spot a small pod of spear whales swimming uh, nearby. Well, boys, it's going to be a fun day. Alright, you want to go uh, spear whale hunting? Yes. Excellent. He has a pep in his step that day. Before normal, he would like use his pour his alchemy jug into an empty barrel, and we're like, all right, boys, we're going fishing. And so, um, once again, given the way spear whales work, how how exactly do you want to go about procuring one? 
Okay, see, what we're gonna do is, we're, if I catch one, we're gonna bring it near the surface, and then we kill it before it breaks the surface, so that it doesn't shoot its protrusions everywhere, and, you know, maybe a few people die. But it tastes great. Oh, oh, <coughs> all right, Moriarty, I'll just, uh, I'll be here with my, uh, my kitchen knife, and I'll, I'll stab it once you pull it up out of the water, and then we can make sure that we, uh, we cook it really good, right? Yes. Now you st- Alright, once it starts getting closer to the surface, I need you to stand in front of me, okay? Oh, oh okay, Mo- Moriarty. I, I can do this. Alright then. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> What's the common boy's name again? Theodore. I'm pretty sure it's Rick. I mean, Morty. Me, Morty. Rick and Moriarty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Rick and Moriarty? I love it. <laughs> I saw Alex just put his face in it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, go ahead and make a um make an attack with your fishing pole. This is the equivalent of seeing if you uh catch it on your line. Alright. Nineteen. Nice. Oh if it's fishing when I but yeah, nineteen or twenty one. Yeah. Sure. I would I would say you have advantage with that. It's your uh corpse forms giving you an edge. Sweet. Yeah, so at twenty one you absolutely snag it. And as you start pulling it up uh, toward the surface, it, you know, the the water is, um, the open ocean has waves, but it's not particularly stormy or choppy right now. So there's a little bit of size distortion underwater, but even so, you can see that this thing is growing um, substantially as it's getting closer to the water, or closer to the surface. Alrighty, boys, it's expanding. Get ready. Once I get it closer to the surface, make sure you kill it first. Don't let it explode. Just start to... Reel in and fight the beast. Yep, so you are reeling it in. Um, aside from Theodore, is any of the party um, assisting in the catching of this? Sure. Yeah, I think Mitska is. I think um, she is casting guidance on Moriarty to make sure, you know, in case um, the fish is fighting, that he has a little extra, you know, magical support in bringing it on board. All right. I'm going to be like, is that one of those goddamn fish you were talking about that explode? And I'm going to start shooting at it. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> I'm just watching, kind of doing math. I'm like, I wonder how many people would have to die doing this for us to be able to take this boat without having to do anything evil. <laughs> um, all right, so, Jack, you said you're shooting at it. Uh, with what? I'll shoot at it with the guiding bolt. Guiding bolt, nice. Oof. 14. That's a hit. Guiding bolt sears into the water and strikes this fish as it's like almost uh, almost 40 feet long at this point. And uh, is that 16 radiant? Uh, yeah, 16 radiant damage. All right. Yeah, that's enough to kill it. You fry yourself a gigantic spear whale. How do you... Oh, I also misread something. Beer, I get four gallons a day. Out of my nice. There you go. Goes a little bit further. And it's a little bit more. A little bit more. And right. that goes a little bit more around. Right. Yeah, so Moriarty, I'll need an athletics check from you to hoist this thing up. You can have both advantage and guidance on this, but it's a 40-foot-long fish. 24. All right, go ahead and add your guidance. That's another, yeah, d4. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. 28. Yeah. Um, so you pull this thing up a little bit onto the, like, uh, out of the surface of the water, and then as... The other uh, sailors see it, they throw a couple more hooks into it and help you pull the whole thing over, and it, like, tips the entire boat a little bit to the side as it rolls onto the deck. 
Um, like, this thing is almost as, uh, well, let's see, it's like as long as half the boat itself, so it takes Jeez. up most of the dock, not counting like the forecastle and the aft castle. So it is an enormous, enormous beast that you've caught here, and you can uh, get to work uh, cooking it. However, it is that spear whales are appropriately cooked. Alright, I'll cook it up pretty good. Well, boys, we're gonna be feasting. Um, make a intelligence check with um, your proficiency modifier added for your chef's tools. Advantage. Alright, so, yeah. Advantage, so 24. Yeah, your your other roll would have been fine too, so that's like a 24. Um, you make a very delicious spear whale fillet, which will last the crew and uh, save some of the rest of their supplies for quite some time. That's a 40-foot fish. That'll feed a lot of people for a long time. Oh, boys. It's a feast. We got a beer. We got a good fish. I'm content for the day. Huzzah! Like, all cheering for Moriarty. And Theodore (laughs) is just kind of standing there with his knife, and then he sort of pokes at the fish with it. Uh, good job, Moriarty, sir. Part of me wishes it blew up and you took the spear, but I mean, what? Yes, what? thank you, thank you. <laughs> I thought we were, I was learning from you. I thought you no, were no, like I my was, new dad. It was, it, was a, it was a joke, lad. It is a joke, lad. Uh, uh, like, like dads tell their sons jokes, right? That's a, It's like dad jokes? I see. Okay. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so since six days passed, can I make six charisma checks? Absolutely. I was just about to get to that. Yes. Go for it. I'm assuming you have guidance each time from Mitsuka. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask. Absolutely. Alrighty, here we go. A seven. A 16. Okay, this Add one's guidance. doable. Let's see. What is it, D4? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay! Nice. That is a four. Makes it a total of 20. No more vitriol floaters. Only only the normal ones. Just the normal ones. Yeah. Woo! Okay, great. Nice. Thanks, Mitsuka. <laughs> No problem. Actually, you're welcome. She would say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that when he got he gets them out, he like was rubbing his eyes, and then they actually just came out onto his uh, fingers, and he just <laughs> wiped them into the ocean. <laughs> I I love that. That's like how it looks to him. Obviously, there's nothing actually on your on your hands. But, um, let's see. Any anything else as you all proceed ever eastward? I'm going to keep working on Jonas. Uh, Harris. Jonas is the alive one. <laughs> For now. Exactly. No, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, I'm going to keep working on Jonas. Oh, I see. Like convincing him that it's fine to be an undead thrall? Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, when you say it like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, make like a, a persuasion check. 17. And I got a 12. So he's uh, especially seeing Harris like around and being able to continue an adventure, uh, Jonas is like, you know, um, that might actually not be such a bad way to go, really. Like, you get to keep doing what you love, just look a little worse for the wear, but you know, it's fine. Endless. I mean, uh, it looks pretty good. And I would kind of pull the hood down and show that, like, I've cleaned him up very nicely. There's no... You would pull um, Harris's hood down, not your own? Yes. Okay. And just show him that, like, I mean, this is up to you, Nathan, but, like, Assuming with the use of my cantrips and with the use of my lantern, I would like him to look as like like science class skeleton as possible. Like I yeah. want this to be a very perfectly kept kind of just to kind of like lower the stigma for him too of like it being some sort of like 
tattered, undead, you know, with like bits of flesh hanging off and just show him how clean it was. Right. There's a pumpkin on its head, right? <laughs> All the pumpkins are in the ocean. <laughs> Make sure to leave aside one. Zachariah, did you want to put a pumpkin on Harris's head? No, I'm not going to. Harris was a good a good lad. Okay. Not going did to not tease pumpkins. Not going to tease him by putting food on his head. Well, Harris's skeleton is excellently preserved except for his teeth, which were not the best when he died, and you've been able to like uh with uh, do you have like prestidigitation? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can like clean them up, but you can't remove like the permanent staining from like too much um tea and rum and stuff, so they're like a little bit browner than the rest of his body, but he's otherwise in pretty good condition. Wave to your friend, Harris. Harris does so. He's missing a couple molars, so he's got like kind of a snaggletooth uh, skeletal grin. But he waves at Jonas, and Jonas kind of waves back. Uh, good to see that you're still uh, up and about, Harris. I'm glad you're able to keep sailing with us. Well, he can't. He can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. I mean, I am seeking to improve my abilities, but. He can understand you, though. He can speak any of the languages he knew in his life. He can't speak, but he can hear you. Uh, I see. Well, uh, again, Harris, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see you're able to continue doing what you love. Harris will just kind of be a slow, like, clanky nod. All right. I kind of pat him on the back and put Harris' hood back up and just think to myself, like, one down, 7.2 billion to go. <laughs> <laughs> or however many people are in the world right your world Let, let's say somewhere around three billion i'm not sure if you would know that i don't think there's been like a huge census done but it's <laughs> it's either it's sure. like pre-modern or post-apocalyptic modern revamped into 1800s so okay all that all that to say yeah around three billion great so six days pass um the moon uh, is uh, up to like three quarters waxing at this point we're gonna fast forward through the next um, nine days. I did some math wrong. So, there we go. Okay, I was just keeping up with the calendar, so I know what season it is and all that. For those of you keeping track, the uh, end of uh, Steam Spring comes and goes, and you're now into the early days of the month of rain summer, which is roughly the equivalent of, like, May in our real-world calendar. And uh, after these days, like, all, all together, it's been... Uh, about 24 days on sea. 25 days on sea. And uh, you make, or you see uh, a um, strip of land ahead of you. Stretches out to the horizon in either direction. This is not merely an island. This is a substantial landmass. Elizabeth Chance calls out, Land ho, mice, uh, wa- water ho there, clacker, that's you. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, given the, the currents and the prevailing winds, we blew uh, just slightly off course. Not, not to worry, it's still on track to get to uh, West Annika here real fast, but I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that's Rinayena up ahead of us. Uh, so, gonna make a quick uh, overnight stop, load up on our supplies, and we'll be back to West Annika within like uh, three days. What's the stop for? Uh, just uh, restocking, getting getting new uh, uh, food. Uh, we, we actually have enough food now, just restocking on our uh, liquor repairing that sail that got damaged um can you just stop on the way back we don't really have a lot of time yeah i let me uh theodore can you kind of take stock of the food and see what uh (laughs) what what we might need oh we uh we we still have a lot of um i mean we we just finished the the fish uh ma'am captain sir 
So, um, it's, uh, I mean, we, we've still got all, a lot of our salt pork, and we have the potatoes that we, we stole from the, the other ship. And she's like, well, uh, Zachariah, the, the boys really could use more, uh, uh, more to drink than just what Moriarty's been, uh, uh, producing, which we're very grateful for, for Moriarty's, uh, fluids, but... Oh, Jesus. I felt sure I was really appreciating the, the, the Is Morty already paying for this visit in ways I'm not privy to? I'm not sure what you're reading into there. That's, uh, get, get your mind out of the gutter, mate. That's not all what I meant. What's a gutter? Anyway, let's let's just stop off for a couple hours. We'll, we'll fill up the barrels of ale. We won't make it an overnight stay. If you're insistent about that, we'll be right off. Does she have uh, ulterior motives I can pick up on at all? Uh, make an infamous insight check. <laughs> 11. Iconic insight check. Be a second to pull up her character sheet. I think that's the name of the last episode. Insight. <laughs> Let's see. There's gotta be a the pirates who don't do anything joke there somewhere. Uh, I was thinking like a mutiny on the bounty. She got a 10 on her persuasion. So you are aware she doesn't really have any ulterior motive other than keeping her crew happy and avoiding like a potential mutiny. They don't seem that they're like that bad off right now. Like you as a crew of five, wouldn't have to worry about getting swept up in a mutiny, but obviously, like, this is a long-term deal for her, and she doesn't want to be, like, overly harsh on them, so if she can take a few hours to restock some supplies and shove off before nightfall, like... Sure. You you see no other ulterior motive to her. It's a couple hours, I guess. As long as that's all it is, Zachariah will just shrug. Right. Yeah, I mean, you talked her out of an overnight stay, because, like, you know, you would understand this, uh, even though you're not necessarily a sailor yourself. Like, you know, the sailors need their time on shore to kind of, like, you know, drink, gamble, have general merriment and carousing, whatever else they would do. Sure. So... ECP whorehouses. Right. Sure, leave. Yeah, so, I mean, she has their, like, general well-being in mind, hoping for an overnight stay, but you can talk her into just, like, restocking on supplies. And so, with that said, you pull up to shore by the mid-afternoon. It's a minuscule town compared to other things that you have seen. Again, as she said, this is the uh, nation of uh, Rinayena. So there's like pines and coniferous trees as far as you can see in either either direction and just like small wooden houses um, popping out of the trees. What a lovely little place. Yeah, in the couple hours that she she has her boat restocked, you can uh, explore the town if you want to. I imagine Zachariah's a little bit more single-minded right now, but I don't know. You've got a couple hours. Is there anywhere to get tea here? Probably so. Make a investigation. You can use charisma as your modifier if that's better for you. It'll just take away the minus two. Okay, so yeah, invest or charisma. <laughs> um. So that is a two. With a two, um. What, what languages do you speak, Lacker? Uh, I speak Arohavian, Tradespeak, and Celestial. Okay, so with Arohavian, that's uh, one of the main languages that they speak here. They speak a dialect of Arohavian that's mixed with kind of the traditional Arohavian that uh, you're familiar with, as well as a dialect from like some of the native peoples that are uh, like more ancient than the Arahavians that you're aware of as well. So some of their words are a little bit different, but again, with a two, you're not able to find um, any tea specifically, but you can find, you know, their inn, which has plenty of 
ale and beers and stouts on tap. So I know that's not really to Clacker's taste, but that's what you can find. Yeah. Okay. Moriarty's writing up a generalized list of things that <laughs> refuses to call him by his real name. Cabin Boy has to, should get every time you go to Port Town. Uh, yes, Moriarty, sir. I'm. Uh, what? Wait, what's this list for? Things you got to go pick up in order for you know the, the ship to run, the galley to run. Oh, okay, you know. right. I can do that, and I know what oranges are now. But if they only have pumpkins, <laughs> should I get more of those? No. So if they don't have oranges, but they do have pumpkins, you still don't want any pumpkins. No pumpkins. <laughs> you don't even know how to what to do with a pumpkin. There's no point in getting. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go see if they have oranges. I'll get more potatoes and some more salt pork. Uh some potatoes, pork. Uh... If they have some tomatoes, those are good too. Okay, I'll, I'll see what they have. Maybe some uh, corn and green beans too. Yes, those those actually well done. Good job. Thank you, thank you. It, it only took three three weeks of lessons for me to figure that out. <laughs> I like how Moriarty's Theodore's just accepted Moriarty as his boss. We're just like running this kitchen, spending Elizabeth's money for them, like writing up purchase <laughs> orders and stuff. Uh huh. It's just full. He's he's in. Right. It is what it is, you know. I mean, she can't really complain when I'm that much better than he is. <laughs> so, Jack, Mitska, and uh, Zachariah, are the three of you going to do anything um, in these two hours, or are you just going to hang out on the boat? So, would Mitska know about uh, Renea? Is that how you pronounce this? Uh, Reniena. 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 She is a wayfinder, so would she know that every town or, like, tribe tends to have some sort of auger, like, some sort of oracle. Yeah, probably so. I like that, um, kind of contribution to lore, so we'll say that is canon, and Mitsuko would know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is something you wrote. I'm using cool. I you didn't wrote. remember that, so. Yeah. Oh, I literally, Ooh. when you said where we were going, I was like, and then I, like, went to the, the Google Doc you shared, and it says, like, uh, let me find the exact... Right. You were the anonymous wombat, I was wondering. <laughs> yes, that was me. Um, and <laughs> yes, so I think Mitsuko would take Zachariah to go visit this auger and try to kind of like learn, both have him or her predict the uh, like what might be going down on this voyage, what's happening back at um, Cliffs Bay, and what's going on with Hudson, and then just also learning like general kind of uh, augering practices, as it were. All right. Um, that were that was several questions, so let me take them in order. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, I I've been planning. I've been no, you're good. Uh, run run through them again, and I'll see what you can know. They're they're a very like friendly and cooperative community. Okay, um, what possibly could happen on this voyage? Like what might uh, occur, good or bad? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with Hudson? Um, if he's alive, you know what kind of condition he's in. What's going on in Cliffs Bay and like with Master Kenawan and um, just kind of learning, like, in general, like, more about augury, and perhaps if we can learn anything that would help Zechariah and I. Okay, so the, um, what could go wrong, or what might be, uh, uh, something that you should expect on the voyage, uh, that's mm-hmm. one that the town shaman answers. Um, this is an elderly man with, like, heavily cataracted eyes, and, um, mm-hmm. Jeez. imagine a slightly more, like, 
decrepit version of Miracle Max from Princess Bride. No, gotcha. he's, okay. he's got like the long shaggy hair, but <laughs> patches of it are like missing and he's bald in some spots. Mm-hmm. And it, he uh, he says like, oh, wait, what, what languages do you speak, Miska? I speak trade speak and draconic, I believe, are the only two I speak. Okay. So perhaps Zachariah could translate if he speaks Erohavian. Or not Erohavian. Yeah, Erohavian. Oh, yeah, yeah, Erohavian. I do. I just speak Erohavian and island dialects and Libriac and Nahua and Shemot and Sulean and Arketian and trade speak. <laughs> In short, you can be a translator. I can absolutely be a translator. Excellent. So- I don't always. It's more of like the letter of what they're saying, though. Like, I can feel it in world translations. I can't always necessarily understand what people are saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you'll do your best. I suppose that's what counts. So through Zachariah, the uh, shaman can explain that on your trip from uh, this small town of um, Imaknap, from uh, the nation of Reniana, southeast along the coast to West Annika, you are unlikely to experience significant bad weather, according to the uh, Argyri reading. You used tarot cards for yours. Uh, the shaman is using um, knuckle bones for his. Gotcha. So he says, uh, you're unlikely to meet severe bad weather. You should make it within three or four days. Um, leaning toward a three. Looks like the uh, omen is leaning toward wheel rather than woe. You're likely to get good results. Once you are in uh, West Annika, the uh, reading suggests confusion and difficulty, but an unexpected ally as well. Alright. As for the status of Hudson and Kenowan in their respective um, situations, that mm-hmm. is not... That's outside of the bounds of Arguri. That'd be like mm-hmm. clairvoyance or something more of that nature. I'm forgetting the other divination spells at the moment, but I, I believe that would be within the scope of clairvoyance, which this shaman only knows up to level two spells, so is not able to gotcha. actually like divinely check in on them in any way. But mm-hmm. another Arguri reading just of like their general nature reveals that they are both experiencing duress, but are at least alive. Okay, gotcha. Yep, and I think that that's like a little bit liberal of kind of an interpretation of what Arguri can actually do. So I think I'm giving you a little more than I should. But. Okay, so she says she's a liberal. Um, <laughs> it's also a he, but... <laughs> well, Zachary said... never knows the gender, ever. <laughs> no, I translate it. <laughs> I, man, I say that uh, I would probably try my best to soften the news about Kenwan. Okay. They're doing fine. There's some minor inconveniences, <laughs> but they're fine. I rolled a four, so I mean, I'm very obviously. All right. I rolled a 17. <laughs> uh, do insight instead of perception. Oh, I yeah, highly yeah, doubt it'll make a difference. Um, you never know. I only have no oh, 16. All right, that made a lot of difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean, kind of one. He's doing great. Um, some, you know, some, some, some things, minor things, but fine, totally fine. Uh, Mitsuka definitely sees that Zechariah is lying, but then just says, that's good to hear, yes. But you can, like, see, like, her fists clench a little more, and she does definitely does not buy the comfort. I think is maybe more stressed about the fact that he is trying to comfort her. Right. Well-intended negative consequence. Mm-hmm. Lastly, anything from Jack uh, in the brief layover in this city or this uh, village? 
Do they have anything for sale here? They do. He pulled that up. Swing by the shops. Anything that you could find in the player's handbook is available. Uh, textiles or like cloth and wood material is 50% the normal market value. Everything else is 200% the normal market value. What about wood carver's tools? Would that be 50% since it's kind of woody? That would be 50%. Do we need to tell you what we buy or can we just do it? You, in the interest of time, you can just do it. Just subtract the appropriate amount of gold. Uh, you can also do that like between sessions and just say like, like between now and episode 20, you can just say you did that in this town. All right. Y'all go shopping. I don't think there's anything particularly I find that's good though. Okay. Maybe some nice clothes, some new boots and pants and stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. Build out your wardrobe after. Jack's always a need a new, new assless chaps. Right. Always looking to upgrade the wardrobe. I will say while you're um while you're doing your shopping, you hear um you do you I'm sorry, do you speak Arohavian? No. Okay. I speak West Anakin and trade speak and primordial. Okay, so a <laughs> primordial. Um so there's a couple merchants that speak trade speak and they will happily do a little bit of translation to try to help out their uh their friends like selling you some wares, but one of them will um you know, it's it's kind of broken trade speak not fully fluent in it, but uh, she will mention, um, there's been a, um, uh, a monster stole sheep from my, uh, my cousin. Um, large, large footprints, uh, like a, like a big dog, something. I was, uh, hoping you could, uh, um, your adventure, yes, was hoping you could, uh, look into this. Hmm. How much does it pay? The, the wool would be free for your new clothes to protect our sheep. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, gather the crew and see if we have time. Thank you, thank you. And she, she apparently believes that it's a done deal. <laughs> might have been a translation error, or it might have been a sales tactic, you're not quite sure. Sure. But, um, once you all reconvene on the boat, you can kind of share that information and decide whether you sail on or assist this poor woman. Yeah, I'll tell him. Do you think we have time to kill some sort of a beast that's been plaguing these people. Some sort of a big dog, they said. Uh, we said no side quests. Alright. But, I mean, like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is 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 a Snort going to be mad if we don't? Who? Snort. Clort. Nort. Norton. You're Listen, gone. The guy who gave you the powers. I don't know what he wants exactly, all right? He wants me to go back to Cliff's Bay as fast as we can, I think. Okay, this is this is perfect. Mitska, Mitska. Yes. Roll your bones and ask, or not your bones, do your cards and say, if we help these people, will uh, Snort, what's... Uh, Yold. Jordan. Will Jordan, Jordan help us get there faster if we help these people? That's what he wants, right? He wants us to help people. All right, well, I have cards, and I will consult them and see what the astral currents might tell us. We can know good, bad, doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter, we go. If it's bad, we go. If it's good, we don't go. All right, I'm going <laughs> to cast Augury again, Nathan. Yeah, and uh, the uh, um, tarot cards are... Uh, I'd like an uh, Arcana check from Yumitsuka just to see like how precisely you can kind of decipher this. Okay. Arcana check. And a four. Okay, so I'm not I'm not penalizing you. I'm just not giving you as much as I otherwise would for a okay. four. Gotcha. So the uh, general sense of the reading is that if you help them, or if you abandon them, 
your end result is probably not going to be altered. Gotcha. Okay. Well, good luck! <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, meets go with that and yeah, inform the rest of the party and be like, Wait, 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 wait. Fuck. Wait. I was intentionally cryptic with that. No, can, wait a I second. I can hear the cogs turning in Grant's head. No, wait, listen. This is weird about you meatbags. If he's truly good, so helping them because it helps us is another neutral act. This is so hard being good. So I think we have to help them even though we don't know if it's going to help us. I think that's like what makes it a good thing instead of self-serving. But do we know if we'll have time for it if we're on this? We do have a bit of a time. Coach. I have no clue how to be good. I'm a literal necromancer. Being neutral <laughs> is a stretch. <laughs> this is hard for me, okay? Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, hypothetically, putting myself into the shoes or hooves of the moosefish god... If someone was like, oh, I'll fucking help these people if you make me go faster, I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it's not just about getting Hudson. It's also getting Hudson, getting back, maybe not losing the entirety of Cliffs Bay because that's going to set the massive scales back quite a bit. Ugh. Yeah, I suppose Master Kinawan always said to not lose sight of helping people. I suppose we should stop and do what we can. I mean, and I guess if we're stopping, we can just say, oh, well, we changed our mind. You guys can have your layover. And the, the group will be happier with us. What if we get to Hudson and he's dead and we're like, he died 12 hours ago. <laughs> well, I don't suppose you would have much of an opinion on that subject because either way, he's yours, right? You know, the whole... That's hard to argue with. <laughs> I mean, it is... Hudson's right to live his life and seek his goals that he had in his life. I want to support him in that as a friend, but yes, I mean, death is not necessarily the end. But he doesn't want to be dead. He wants to be alive. Well, that, that, that much is true, yes. Perhaps your friend would want us to help other people along the way. Oh, no, he would not give a fuck. <laughs> he would have one question, what's in it for him, which is fine. Um, Jack... Yeah. Mm. What do you think? Mm. I mean, it's like you said, uh, it's kind of a catch-22. If I try to do good for the sake of being good, it's not really good. Uh, I wouldn't mind some free clothes. Oh, God. I mean, it's a possibility. This is like a secret quest that God doesn't want you to tell you about, but he's not saying don't do it. You know? How am I supposed to know what I is or isn't? Know. Look, I, I don't think we're going to, like, get it right. But we start maybe small, right? Like, we, we're like, this wasn't a terrible thing. We didn't rob anyone. We helped someone. I don't know. Clacker, we don't know what to do. Do you have any decisive opinions? No. Well, Mitska, <laughs> Mitska, no. you're the only one who feels strongly. Let's go help these people really quickly. Yes, let's do it. Right, does that mean we actually are having a layover? We are having a layover. We're going to help people. Hey, you hear that, boys? can head into town, have your revelry. Go ahead. Go on, well, get out of here. Well, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> Fuck. Can it be legal revelry since we're so close to, like, civilization? Can you, like, I think that's some... what she was implying. I don't think she's gonna rob these people. Yeah, yeah, the implication was not that she's telling them to go, like, pirate the entire village. Okay. 
they're gonna ha- go enjoy the pleasures of the flesh, you know, drinking, being yeah, married, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it still might burn the, the village down on accident. I well, mean, but that's a daily that yeah, but not on That's a totally understandable accident. Right. That could happen to anyone at any time. Okay. Well, this is a selfless act, but Yold, if you don't help us, I'm never helping people again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and we will uh, find out the fruits of your labor next session. This has been the Kaleidosphere, to whom the sea belongs. Thank you for joining us on this epic voyage. If you enjoyed this, then you hopefully know what to do by now. Please, um... Give us five stars. Let us uh, let everyone else know uh, who might be interested in this too. Please give us a listen. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, and we would really love to hear from you, go to Linktree slash the Kaleidosphere to find links to our Discord and Twitter and email, and uh, pop on and let us know uh, what you think. This campaign is dedicated to Brandon, who we hold in loving memory. To whom the sea belongs is a campaign set in the Kaleidosphere. That's kale like the vegetable. Ido I D O sphere. Join us next week as um, they follow Mitsuka's lead and try to help these people. 